don't know what love tastes like. Hailing from the caves of Northern California, you're listening to The Wilson, Tommy, and Handy Show. I taste freedom in my mouth. everybody welcome to uh, the wilson tommy and wait where's handy oh yeah surprise surprise oh he, mr d- handy's not here where i was expecting to see him when he walked in where where is he like uh, what happened I, I i don't know i got i got i got a phone call early this morning said uh he's calling in sick today hmm. yeah <laughs> feel like we're like a morning zoo show like on 98 rock <laughs> shock jocks yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, Handy's not here. Um, but you know who, who is here. But we do have someone special here. We do. We have a special guest today. Go ahead. Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. We have, we have Ryan Owen from MSR Arms. Yes. He's here. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, 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 yes, need, yes. We need a little. Yeah. We need a little. The man is here, everybody. <laughs> okay. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. Pipe down. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if I even said it already, but my name is Tommy. I am one of your hosts, if I didn't already say that, or if you haven't listened to the past 13 and a half episodes. Uh, we're on like episode 16 total now. Well, this is 15, but I messed up because I said, hey, let's do episode two and a half since I wasn't there. Yeah, nobody likes two and a half for some uh, reason. I don't know. That, you know, you look back. You know, <laughs> Hindsight made, is twenty twenty. I made a mistake. <laughs> I own up to it, and I'll be hearing about this until the finale show, the season one finale or whatever we do. Um, if we ever quit. Oh, I wonder if we will have seasons. No, we're not doing seasons. No. No. Because we're not story-based. No. Or are we? <laughs> we could do like a season per presidential campaign. Season one. Season <laughs> so we'll only, we'll only last like three, three seasons or whatever. <laughs> um, and you're Wilson? I am. How are you doing? I'm good. How was your week? Great. How was work? Work was wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. Your boss, like, was he good to you? Uh, my boss is all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> hope he's not listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, because you did call out yesterday, and <laughs> and don't say what we really did. <laughs> what we were gonna do—that yeah. was, that was even funnier, dude. You were trying so hard to get me to call out. <laughs> um, and we also, like we said, we have Ryan Owen here. Ryan, show yourself. Speak up. <laughs> well, I, yeah, just waiting for some questions. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Good to see you both, dude. I haven't seen you in. Was it nine years? Has it been that long? It's been a yeah, long time. 2010, I think. Uh, 2009? Yeah, 2009, 2010. Because so. yeah. I, I was, you left shortly after I came on at Loomis. Yep. And, dude, it's been that long. Yeah. So we're going to get into some questions with him a little bit later. Um, some some uh, good stories. <laughs> um, and in case you guys don't know, but he is the owner of MSR Arms, our sponsor. And um, the proud owner, proud owner, yeah. Um, pride, 
pride. You're prideful. Yeah, I am very prideful, unfortunately. <laughs> and, and, so, and so, you know, we're going to be getting some questions with him about his company and everything, his uh, kind of like his mission statement and everything on on that. And um, I have a kind of a funny little story about him as well that he said he's forgotten. <laughs> so this should be very interesting. Um, well, with that being said, you want to get into the uh, beers, beers and, and cheers. cheers. <laughs> so corny now. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're going to have to grab the drinks. Well, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Pause it. Pause it. No, we do everything now. <sighs> real time. Okay. Yeah, real time. Make the make the fat guy do it. This show's yeah, going to stay 100% live is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no editing as well. Don't screw up. No, no pressure. No, dude. <laughs> we, only, we only have two two different drinks today. I'll do my best on the pressure thing. My wife has already told me to watch what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I did a uh, TV interview. Um you back. were on TV? I was on TV, yeah. Whoa, so you're like famous? I I don't know. Infamous are, are is probably gonna, closer to yeah, you. Yeah, I'll Okay. Um, so, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did a TV interview back when uh, I held a position here in town with the, the water rescue team and out at Folsom Lake. And I got stumped for some, some reason on what to say, and I used the word fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can find that online. You oh, probably man. can. Yeah. What yeah. station was it? Uh, you know, I don't recall. It was. Uh, I can tell you, it wasn't Fox. It's it, probably it was, Good Day. Yeah, one of the uh, fake media. Hi, I'm I'm Marcus Allen out here live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was an interview out of Browns Ravine. So. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. We do everything live, yeah. Wilson. Um. So I'm gonna let you go first. Me. You. Well, you guys are doing the same okay. thing. So this one. I picked up actually today. Um, it's another knee deep brewing company. I just I I for some reason I like their artwork. It's like a real picture, and then they add in the little cartoon guy. I can't even time. see the cartoon guy. Oh, oh the, oh, the the little dude. It's called yeah. what's it called? Slow mo. Slow. How many O's? How many O's in that? Three O's in slow, and then M O. Wonder if that's his name, Mo. I don't know, maybe. But this is a what is it? Oh, it's an IPA. No, that's funny. I just picked on the artwork like you, Tommy. <laughs> that's uh, such a good way of doing things. It says 100% mosaic hop. Uh, 6.5% alcohol. Mosaic hop? Mosaic hopped. Yep. Hmm. Type of hops. So, Go ahead. Give that bad boy a swig and let me know what you think. Ooh. 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 You know, I, I I wasn't expecting anything good today because I just grabbed it off the shelf. So 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 when you when you first drank it, were you like, "Wow, yeah, okay," in my head, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's got a good flavor. Do you like IPAs, Ryan? I do like IPAs. Yeah, I used to be uh, totally about dark beer, but lately I've I've gotten into the IPAs. See, IPAs yeah. where it's at. This I like is, it. this is a good IPA. It says it's smooth and it says it's uh. Flavorful enough to sip and smooth enough to crush. Yeah, it's good. That Forty-one was, IBU. That was a Handy's uh, slogan in school. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But instead of crush, it was smash. <laughs> smash, yeah. Uh, this is good. Is um, that a, is that a picture? Oh, I'm looking at this side. I thought it was like a picture of the brewery, but the brewery is not on. No, the ocean. no, it's like a, it's like a beach picture. That's Which cool. Is weird because knee deep is not on the beach. It's in Auburn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I could smell that from here. Yeah, yeah. It's potent. Yeah, it's got it's got some hoppy flavor to it. Because normally I'll like take a smell of it, you know, after I hand it to you. But it it's a, uh, I could totally smell it from here. Yeah, it's 
got a good bitter aftertaste to it. Yeah, smooth though. Mm-hmm. Definitely smooth. So I'd, I'd give this one 4.5. As based on price too? Yeah, price was not bad. Six of these for like 10 bucks. I think your total was uh, twelve twenty one plus the ten cent bag fee. Yeah, which makes me wonder why do you even get a bag? Um, <laughs> because sometimes I use bags for trash, or I have taken bags in for for Greg for his <laughs> can recycling. So, oh, well, well yeah. you know, you know what? Um, I think he'd appreciate the cans more than the bags. <laughs> that might just be me. I'm just more surprised you had an answer. Yeah, I kind of. Made that one up yeah, on the fly. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I don't need a bag, and I'll walk out like balancing and stuff. I'm like, oh, I ain't paying a ten cent cash. They could suck it, yeah. you know. I'm so four point five. What do you What do you think on that one? It's out of five. Out of five, what would you give it? Oh, you need another coaster. Oh, you got one over there. <laughs> yeah, I got one here. I'm just not using it. Uh, let's see. Like a man. I don't know. I I give it a four. It's 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 a little watery for my taste. You know, the smoothness that they added there, you know, the way that I think they're making it smooth is by adding a bit of water. Yeah, and I, I was surprised that, because it doesn't taste, it tastes almost like it'd be, like, just above, like, a Coors Light on the alcohol scale. Ooh, Handy might like it. But, <laughs> no, like, alcohol content scale. But this is, like, 6.5%, so it's not super low. No, it's, uh, you know, it's not Coors Light. It's not Perrier with an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> this is more like uh, Coors Light with a little attitude. <laughs> so. I, I feel like Handy is just turning Dude, red right now. Maybe maybe that's why he called in, because he, he knows that he doesn't have an affinity for Glocks. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, now I can't stand combat Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only gun I've ever shot that actually jammed on me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't I don't have it. I don't hate Glocks. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's got their own uh, their own thing. I just don't like the cant and the hand uh, the hand grip on a Glock. But uh, that's a lie. He has this uh, car outside <laughs> and it has a sticker on it. It says Glock and a circle with a line through it. <laughs> don't let him fool you guys. Yeah, it's got a cig right over the top of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like Calvin like urinating on Peeing the Glock. On it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So I put that one as a 4.25. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Since, you know, I'm going to. What about artwork? Do you like the artwork? Because we base it off of artwork, price, taste. I do dig the artwork. I actually dig the fact that they use just a plain aluminum can, and this is like a sticker around the outside mm. of it instead of just That's being what a, a lot of them are going to nowadays. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I'm not in the beer you know, producing business. I'm in the beer refinery business <laughs> not the beer quality produ- control <laughs> yeah, business yeah. i refine it from beer to you know, you know what beer, so. not the beer producing but the yeah. beer consuming yeah. process yeah yeah and so what, to, what do you got today today um, well this was gonna be, be my thing last week and oh can you hear that that's folks? a good pour right there oh see i know how to pour a cream soda but not <laughs> a beer good. sounds good um i, I think it, it's funny because it actually looks like a beer Oh, it um, does. It has like a. Looks it's like called some German beer. I think something. it's Sprecher or Sprecher. Yeah. I don't know. Um, fire brewed cream soda, craft soda. Fire brewed, huh? Yeah. Brewed with fire. Um, it has like a B on it. I use fire when I brew my beer. Well, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know where this is made. I don't even think it matters. Um, Creaminess, savor the sump- sumptuous, is that a word? <laughs> Vanilla, honey, and caramel. I'm going to speak like I'm fancy. Caramel in this refreshing beverage that will bring a smile to your face. Oh, that was only half the sentence. What's more technical, caramel or caramel? You say caramel? Caramel. Caramel. It's like, it sounds mash mouth, I guess. Caramel. 
Yeah. Well, it's like um, Carmel. Carmel, yeah. Well, that's like, with a K, though. We're going. No, it's no, not. That's a C. Is C. it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah it's a C. That's where I spent my honeymoon. I said, well, we're going to go to um, Carmel Mall. We're going to go to Carmel. <laughs> she goes, it's Carmel Mall. Carmel. It's Carmel by the sea. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try this bad boy. See how it is. Cream um, soda. Give it a swig. Let's, let's see if I have a smile on my face when I'm done. Uh-oh. It could be like the root beer last time. Root beer's hard. No smile. Dead face. You know, it's good, but... Um, it's no A&W? Here's, here's a, I was talking about... I was, <laughs> it's no dad's root beer. Um, Later, we're going to play dueling banjos. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I was talking to um, my mom about this. For some reason, every time I get these off-the-wall um, cream sodas or root beers, they don't taste right. Maybe... This is what they're supposed to taste like, yeah. and I'm not used because I'm so used to the A and W barks, dads, mass produce. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm used to. It's not bad. I like it. <laughs> um, actually, I felt bad uh, last episode. When I was doing the ginger beers. I felt like I rated those too high. Um, oh, and, yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot caramel, of, yeah, in there. A lot of car- <laughs> lot of car- lot of caramel in here. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not bad. It's super sweet. No, it is good. It, I, I mean, I would call it a caramel soda. Yeah. I'm not tasting the um, cream. It's like a caramel vanilla. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, what makes it the cream. Caramilla. So I'm going to go. Out man, again. what sucks is because I, I, I just remember when I gave my last scores with those. Um, I felt like I scored those too high. Which, those Those ginger beers. Last week, I, I don't think you scored the apple one too high. I scored it a nine. I know it was good, um, but it burned at the end. <laughs> this one, I, I want to score this one a nine, but I'm like, I like this one better than that. But I don't want to score it a ten because it's not the lemonade. You can go half. Oh, I can't, huh? Because yeah. I'm not bound to anything. Let's go nine and a half. Okay, that's how we roll around here. Or pull a handy and do nine point six nine. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, that's it for that's the it. for the beers part. For the beers, oh, you want to take this or you want me to? I'm gonna let you do it. Okay, so cheers for today is gonna be for uh, Mr. Ryan Owen here. Yay! Right. Yeah, hey, thank you. Um, because he helps us out quite a bit. Um, you'll find out a little later. Um, we should have thousand downloads pretty soon here. We were five five away, away when we started recording, and uh, Ryan is basically. Providing everything for the giveaway. Yeah. Um, and we have changed some some things. Yes, we have. Because we were going to do like a gift card. Yeah. A couple hats and some stickers. Now it's going to be stickers, a couple hats, and a knife. A knife. Yeah. A knife. And it's beautiful. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's actually the knife that uh, Ryan carries. And he has it here today. Oh, we can we we have yep. we have camera today. Yeah, yep, it hasn't frozen yet. Yeah, you should clarify though that, that uh, they're not actually getting the knife that I carry. They're getting the, oh, a, a brand yes, new version. Yes, of you're the getting knife a brand <laughs> brand new version. The one without all the blood on it. Yeah, <laughs> and the dull blade. <laughs> What's funny is you say that blade's dull. I'm like, ooh, that thing is so so sharp. Oh yeah, no, it's extremely sharp, and it's a extremely. Uh, quality knife it is beefy yeah yeah it's it's impressive uh, a couple of years ago hogue and that's the manufacturer on this hogue started uh, uh branding knives i'm not sure that they're actually the ones that make it but uh this is a, a super super nice knife um and is i've this, carried it for a while now 
Is this clip like reversible here? It is. You can oh. put it on either side. So left-handed, right-handed. That's cool. Yeah. And it's got a blade lock on it as well as a really that, heavy blade. Is that what they call a plunge lock? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not that's a knifeologist. That's, so. that's what Handy told me yeah. on uh, a couple of days ago when I told him about Only it. He's very, he's very jealous that he cannot, because, you know, employees are not allowed to partake in the giveaways. Only if he was here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could check it out. This is a cool knife, yeah, though. possibly. No, it is. What's, what's this? Elishwitz. Is that like the metal or something? That's probably the uh, designer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think I read something about I that. I believe that's the designer of the knife. And, uh, <laughs> really, really nice, really sturdy knife. So, uh, And what you, would you say MSRP is on it? Uh, the MSRP on the knife is uh, $240. $240. And uh, most retailers you'll see out there uh, are $204 roughly um, for that knife. So. so it's definitely a good knife. Yeah. So you guys will want to get in on this giveaway. And we'll be announcing it on Facebook. Uh, should be soon here. Probably today. It could be after we take our first break. Yeah. We, we're going to check it again. And if it's if we haven't hit 1,000 by then, um, we'll probably just um, announce it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say please, um, what to do. Please try and be like, you know, at least 18 years or older. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have to be an adult to win this. Yeah. I don't want to send this to a nope. uh, you know, 12-year-old little well, boy and have his parents calling me. No. So. Well, then Handy couldn't win anyway. <laughs> yeah. Even um, if you wanted to, yeah. If if you are under eighteen, though, you can get a hat. So yeah, absolutely. Just just we'll figure out a way to mention that in in the contest, yeah. or we could so have we'll only enter you into a the hat. Couple winners. We are going to have a couple winners. Like I said, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's not going to win two hats. So, somebody right, right. somebody keeps forgetting to tell me certain things. I told you everything. He sends me a text. He goes. um, here, how did you I say? Said, I said this is the knife we're giving away. And then, but we just got on talking about louder with Crowder, and I'm thinking, I, I read it as here's a knife they're giving away. I'm like, Crowder's giving away a knife. I was so confused. <laughs> and then he goes, Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm all, <laughs> what? I'm, I'm so confused. Like, oh yeah, me and what, Ryan were talking. <laughs> what counts is that I thought I told you. No, see. It doesn't count. The, yes, everyone says it's the thought that counts. He's still, he, he, <laughs> I like the way you think there, Russell. He still thinks that he invited me to his wedding. He didn't. I didn't get invited. Well, oh. you, you were not there then. Well, you're right. I was, wasn't invited. No, no. I mean, I don't <laughs> I think, wasn't in the scene. I, I wasn't around you guys. You then. Wait, wait. Oh, uh, no, that's impossible. He came on before me. Yeah, I was there in 2009. Oh, maybe I did know you then. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Think he was there I before think. me. I'm feeling slighted over I, here. I must way. have invited you, though. Yeah. Huh. Oh, now, oh, now he's all, I didn't know you. Oh, I must have invited you. See how it changes? I would have. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I don't recall. You know what? My memory is Eric, failing. So. Eric came, and you were partners with Eric. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you must have been invited. I don't know how I wouldn't have been there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you did go, and you just forgot. <laughs> I went to Derek's wedding. I did not go to that one. I wasn't yeah. invited to that and one either. Me neither. No. Yeah. 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 I miss that guy. Yeah. yeah, love that guy. Oh yeah, he uh, yeah he's we're, we're he trying special. to get him to come out here. He was special. I've been working on him. <laughs> he, he's he's a goofy dude. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Remember he was. A... I, I feel like I've seen him grow up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you either need to give the backstory. I think. <laughs> I mean, how we know this this individual? So. Yeah, like he yeah. he worked at a, a place that we went to for Loomis, yeah. and then he ended up going to Loomis afterwards. I think. That that was after you left Loomis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to Loomis, and then he went from Loomis to Amador County Sheriff. Yeah, I think so. Was or no, yeah, I no, think he Amador. actually put, no, it was, he put himself. County. No, he put himself through the academy. So okay. he, he Sac quit. County. 
Yeah, and then he got picked up by Amador while he was in the academy. So he went in unaffiliated through Sac County. So yeah. Sac County wasn't paying his way to go through. Yeah, but he, I he think he ended up picked... getting sponsored by Amador. And then yeah. Yeah. he's he's changed twice, I think, since then. Different agencies. But, like, seeing him progress through the years, like, he went from seen him this... grow up. He was young yeah, when we met. Yeah, I think he was... I think he was 20 when I first met him, maybe. Yeah, I went to his um, um, graduation. Oh, okay. Because oh. I think I was, when I went to his graduation, I think I was still at my agency. I think. Because I know I wasn't at <clears throat> Probably, because that I, was about the same time. Because I remember I wasn't at my agency when I was at your graduation. Mm-hmm. That's why it was a little weird for me to be there. I was like, oh, man, this is so difficult for me to even be here right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Derek, he's a cool guy. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's it. Cheers, cheers. cheers to Ryan because cheers. He, he helps pay some some of our our mediocre small bills. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. That we have. So, oh yeah, get that over that's here. A, that's a cheers. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Cheers, mate. Um, do we do we need to cool down a little bit? I'm fine. Right? Are you? Mm. I always do that when I drink a soda. I get this little bubble in my throat, and I always end up talking. I end up saying like Barry Manilow. Doesn't doesn't happen when you drink beer. Say Barry Manilow or Barry White. My bad. I was gonna say it's better than Barry White. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Are you hot? Do you need to cool down? I mean, I'm all right if you guys. I'm cool to go, dude. All right, let's go. Let's go. Um. So. Oh, I I I just remembered. No, no. Moving on. Moving on. Because we're we're going into some news stories, right? Yes, we are progressing. Um. Now you just made me forget the news story I was going to talk about. We talked about it earlier, and I don't think you mentioned it in the stuff you wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know. All right, go into some of yours. I know the one I oh. want to talk about. Well, let's, <laughs> let's start with, with the you. guest. Yeah. Oh, you have the one I want to talk about? Yeah. Oh, okay, fantastic. I want to talk about Drew Brees. Drew Brees? Drew Brees made the, uh, made the news this morning. What? Yeah. I have not heard about this yet. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees uh, was um, part of a... Uh, um, Cult? I need, to, I need to find the article here to get the so get the unprepared. Right. Gosh, I know, it's I like know. Second, never done this. Before. Second guessing. I know. Our guest my bad. Right now. I, I haven't done it before, so I'm, I'm new and I'm. Well, I I, I have a quick one on the same note. <laughs> it's just really really quick. While you're looking that up, yeah yeah. Um, I went over this with you this morning. I just thought it was funny the hypocrisy uh, in the NFL. Oh yeah. Um, with um, especially when the players want to take care of themselves, and so someone posted this. Um. I think this is a Twitter from, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was retweeted or whatever, but it's from uh, Mama Axe Unicorn. But she says, uh, so Andrew Luck took control mm. of his mental health, retired, and was booed as he left the field. If he had committed suicide last night over being so overwhelmed, the world would have said, if only he said something. But he did, and that's how he was treated. Yeah. I, I just, that hypocrisy is unbelievable because... You know, these guys, they do they get railed in their head all day long. Andrew Luck has had a history of just injury after injury after injury, too. Like, I, I don't think there's been a season that he hasn't been injured for, like, the past four years. And he wants to take care of it. He doesn't want to die. Yeah. He doesn't want to end up like Junior Seau. Or, or who's the dude that ended up murdering people and stuff? Aaron Hernandez? Yes. Oh, yeah. And... You know, he's taking care of himself. He was booed. It's the same thing as like people are giving Tebow crap for kneeling and praying, but they're also praying Kaepernick for doing the same exact thing. Yeah. I'm like, what is it? It's, you know, it's, it's all, a hypocrisy of it. Oh, it, totally. 
It's totally that. I mean, and it's funny that the story that I was talking about, they're looking forward with Drew Brees come, kind of follows along the same lines, but we'll finish this up. No, I'm, that's up. all I want to do. I was buying you some time, sir. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so the, uh, the headline here, uh, deals with the NFL's Drew Brees focuses on the family, uh, focus, I'm sorry, focuses on the family respond to respond after Bible videos, draw critics. So, uh, focus on the family is a, is a, um, Christian group, yep. Christian organization. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Drew Brees did a video, uh, for them, um, and, uh, was being, uh, basically criticized and called out, uh, all week long over, uh, doing this, uh, Supposedly because focus on the family is against uh, abortion. And his whole thing with the video is um, bringing a Bible to school. It's to help, you know, try and get kids to, um, you know, bring their Bible to school, get the Bible reintroduced into school. So same kind of hypocrisy that yeah. call him out for, you know, being part of this and, you know. Do you, but free speech is supposed to be a thing, right? Right. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, when I was in school, we only, had... It. Only if it agrees with uh, the... Certain people, the narrative, yeah, the narrative, yeah, the the overwhelming narrative of the. And when I was in school, we had like a Bible club. It was always before school, but then um, once a year, I think they still do it. The see you at the pole. Mm -hmm. Did they they do that when you're in school? I don't. I don't recall. Everybody meets at the flagpole and prays and yeah, stuff like that before school. I went to a private school here, a private Christian school here in in Sacramento. Oh, so it was like that every day. Yeah, I went to Jesuit, and so we had prayer. Oh, you're a (laughs) Jesbian. Without, yeah, I'm not going to throw out any other slurs. (laughs) I don't want to go tit for tat on this. uh, No, I I don't. Did Colfax ever play you? Uh, I'm not sure because I I was I was a swimmer. That's how I lettered uh, Um, in high school. I don't know if they're in the same division, but. Maybe not. I don't I, recall. I didn't go to school here, so I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. No. I know they. I, I know. Uh, I think Jesuit just beat Folsom in the um, whatever you call it, the championships or whatever. Right now, they played Sac State the other day. Yeah, that's yeah. They Jesuit does an amazing job with their sports programs, so mm-hmm. without a doubt. But uh, yeah, so I mean, to be back on that topic, it was just you know, prayer was part of school. It wasn't a specific you know club or a group. It mm-hmm. was it was everybody together. But, you know, there too, you know, even going to a school that's primarily Christian um, or, or Catholic in this case, um, you know, Jesuit welcomed people from all faiths too, mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing. Uh, that's, that's like the same way with like TCU. Yeah. Because you, you've seen some of the Crowder stuff that he does there and there are people that you're like, you, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you have no religion or you might have a religion, but it's not Christian, yeah. you know? <laughs> well, I know like sometimes people put kids in private schools especially like religious schools, whether it be Catholic, Christian, whatever. And like straighten them out? To straighten them out. Yeah. yeah. And like my daughter's school, she's in a private Christian school, and they, they of course, they want to help your kid, but they don't want to bring in a problem kid and then have that infect their, what, their environment that they're doing right now. So there's literally like a, it's like a, not a hiring process, but it's like a vetting process, process, like a vetting, like, Let's talk about your kid, you know, and then, of course, kids are going to screw up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she comes home and she's like, it's just amazing because her, um, she has a hard time remembering things. And part of her curriculum is she has to remember like a Bible verse. And I am horrible at that. Dude, she memorized like this huge long Bible verse. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because I used to go to Christian school and I remember we used to have Bible verses we'd have to memorize every week. Yeah. 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 And so for um, Drew Brees to come out and say that, all right, cool, that's his thing. He wants to say it, let him be. But yeah. if if someone said, okay, it's going to be a Muslim something, let's, let's, 
And I go and say I said um, the the same thing. They go, well, that's stupid. Oh, now I'm like anti-Semitic or yeah. I, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. It's like that, as long as it's not bothering me, why do we care? I think it's a narrative of that group of people these days um, to, you know, and an idea that they've spurned to try and make um, certain things just evil. I mean, it's it's almost to the point now where, I mean, can't wear a MAGA hat in public without fear of being assaulted. Can't say I'm a Christian and stand up and say I'm a Christian without and, fear of being assaulted in public. And in this area, or questioned, yeah, like uh, Tommy was talking about whenever whenever a uh, um, police officer dies, yeah. he'll he'll wear his blue line hat. Sure. Mm-hmm. He wore it in one area while he was working one time mm-hmm. and got some not very good reactions from people in that area. Oh, yeah. Like even with that, people are going off. On it's it. it without giving away. It's across the street from where you guys work. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm just supporting my people. You yeah. know, I'm like, we're all allowed to do it. You know, just like if we have a like a protest or a parade you know, you know, you know, down in, in Sacramento for anything. And I want to support that. I go there. Yeah. But if you do it, then you're going to have anti-supporters. Like you can't support anything anymore without having an anti at the same time. But the antis are, the antis are primarily, well, how do I put this? The, these organizations and these groups and, and so forth that primarily exist for a positive reason are under assault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being a Christian, whether you believe in Christianity or not, Christians generally go and try and better themselves and better, you know, through morality and that kind of thing, better society. Whether you believe in, in law enforcement or not, you know, you're for anti-law enforcement. Law enforcement exists to try and better, you know, a society and keep it within constraint. All of these organizations that are out there trying to shoot that down, all, all they're doing is tearing things apart. You know, mm-hmm. not uh, you know, there's no overwhelming um, positive message that they're giving. They're just anti. Yeah. You know, Antifa, anti. Yeah. You know, everything is anti this, anti that now. Um, and so it's, you know, and when did firearms, in my case, when did firearms become a dirty word? More people are whispering about it now than talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can't even like, you can't even do the little handgun symbol anymore you on the playground. You can't. You can't bite your pop tart into the shape of a gun anymore. <laughs> I remember that. Well, without getting too you know far into it, one of the places that I've worked, some kid drew a you know, or one of our employees drew a picture of oh a, yeah, a Pokemon character holding a gun, and that was grounds for termination because you know another employee saw it and felt threatened by yeah. a picture of a Pokemon character holding a gun. That that's why Handy's not here, is it? That's the, that yeah, was a Handy. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was arrested that, in Vegas. That rocket, <laughs> that rocket that he drew you last week. <laughs> yeah, that was the rocket you saw, that by the way. Gotcha. Okay, all right. That was exploding. <laughs> um, um, I, I remember, yeah, yeah. yeah, this kind of, it, it kind of goes along the same lines, but uh, I talked to you about this earlier. I don't remember if I talked to you about it this not week, sure. but uh, there was a straight pi- pride parade in saw Boston. That. Saw that. And it like certain political figures I don't I, you might want to get into it but uh it it was a certain person said oh looks like all they can attract to their white supremacist parade is males does her initials start with an a o and a c yeah <laughs> yeah and like and it, like she's calling it a white supremacist parade but the, it's like there's black people there there was black gay people there supporting it yeah yeah like and and sh- then she's like the leader oh, was gay yeah and the, like she she's sitting there going oh, hopefully uh next year they can come out and support the the gay pride parade or something like that and it's it's like what 
okay, so how is it okay to go and support gay pride? But if somebody wants to say, yes, I'm straight and I'm happy about it, you know, what? like it's not harming anybody. Yeah, freedom of speech needs to yeah. apply to everybody. It does. Was that Crowder that was there interviewing the, the black gay guy? I have no idea. It was either him or Caitlin Bennett. You know Caitlin Bennett? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the um, Kent, Kent University girl who took a picture with her AR. Oh, yeah, I know who she is, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and she, she gets into it, and she's a tiny little thing, and she gets into it just as much as Crowder does with people. And uh, I think it's either Crowder or her, and they were there, and they're just, like, talking to people, and one of them was a, a gay black guy, and he's all, I believe in everyone's right to free speech. Sure. He goes, if you want to be straight, awesome. And he was wearing a MAGA hat, too. I'm like, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's, it needs to apply to everybody, not just one person. But... Did that um, straight pride parade happen in Modesto? No, Boston. Well, there was one. There was oh, one. there, there was, was one. one. I think Modesto. they got ran out, though. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's just, just like there's... Uh, it was an anti-racism, anti-something uh, meeting that uh, somebody was putting on in Philadelphia, and he planned to do it at uh, a certain venue, mm-hmm. a theater. And like two weeks... This, this has been in planning for like five months. Two weeks before it was supposed to happen, um, the the theater started getting threatening phone calls from different groups saying that, oh, we're going to burn down your theater if you let this happen and stuff. And it's not like this is like one of the most left leaning get togethers that somebody is having. Like there's a black dude that's like the guest speaker and like all these different things like anti-racism, anti everything. And, and and these people are threatening the theater so much that the theater in the contract they signed and everything that said it was going to happen there backed out of it. So the, they had to go and find another venue and they couldn't say where it was until the last minute so that it didn't happen again. That same thing happened a year or two ago with Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, yeah. Um, in Berkeley. Yep. He was the MC out of the Boston thing. And then he and oh, recently. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Because he's been out of the news for a while because he kind of just like I think he got tired of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he ended up going to Davis. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of crazy because people were rallying around him and Davis like supporting him. And Davis is, I mean, talk about a, a city that, you know, leans left, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and it's the kinder general or San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Cleaner. Yeah. Um, and they. um and, and so basically, um, you know, it's just uh, it's just sad that we can't even have our voices anymore. Some people can. Yeah. You know, and like I said before, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Like, I mean, we, we could because uh, I know we're you know, we're trying to stay on time today. We are. <laughs> um, so I might um, we, we might save this topic for him that we're going to. But. We'll keep this one consistent. Yeah. Um, it's like people are offended now with the whole um, Dave Chappelle thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't I don't get it because he he goes after everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, are, it, it equal is opportunity that that's like comedic genius. Yeah. That I, I've, I've still yet to see the whole thing. But I I because I keep watching the juicy smolier thing and I just <laughs> die laughing, like, especially when he's all. That doesn't sound like something a white person would say. That sounds like something I would say. And I just started laughing. And everyone's laughing. And the funny thing is, is when I, that, 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 
that dynamic from hearing the whole crowd laugh. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. From when I went and saw Armchair Expert in San Francisco, and one of the guests said something about Trump, and you hear everyone like, like literally clap against Trump. I'm like, you know, you don't have to like Trump. You know, I, I, I personally don't really care too much fondly for any politician. But uh, to be so one-sided on anything, you know, there I, I saw some good things in Obama. I saw a lot of bad things in Obama. I saw good things in Trump or, or Bush and then Trump. You know, I, I, I play it. You know, I, I pick and choose what I like. I like that policy. I don't like that one. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, you're either 100% in or you're 100% out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. I mean, I wonder how many of those people are married. How often do you agree with your wife? Do you yeah. ever argue? Oh, well, that's the same thing. You need to argue your point to make it make sense. Because if you're not arguing, if you're just that you're being ran over or you're running all over someone, mm-hmm. you know, you need to question something and then they will no, come to a halfway point. Okay, cool. So, and I, I feel like if it didn't always go so far into like yelling and screaming, like if you yeah. actually sat down and talked debate. and like, yeah, debate. Yeah. You know, didn't yell and scream at people. Things would go a lot further. I remember they taught debate once in school. I think they still do or not. But um, if if they don't, they need to. I because I think in the liberal schools now, it's called shouting at each other. Yeah. <laughs> they teach you to shout <laughs> obscenities at, uh, you know, somebody if you don't agree with them. And, you, was and, it? and, and don't clap anymore. You just do this. Oh, you, <laughs> you watch that? <laughs> From a point amazing. of privilege. A point of privilege. Yeah. You, you know, the noise is no clapping. It's it, my it's sensory issues. Anxiety. My sensory oh. issues. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, you know, yeah. we had freaking guys dying on beaches in Normandy, and now they're complaining about clapping because it's hurting their ears. Give me a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's time for people to grow a thicker skin again mm-hmm. you know, and realize that there's bigger things in the world than their like, own particular, you know triggers that what was it soy boy soy boy yeah <laughs> i like that that's a whole other topic i mean that's an assault on masculinity so oh we yeah. we've we've done that so yeah yeah, yeah. We, toxic we masculinity talk. i think yeah. we did that toxic last week right no last we week? did a long time ago i can't remember yeah yeah it might have been a long time ago last week maybe i don't, I don't know I don't think so. <laughs> seems like forever. i can't remember what episodes like i look at the title of our episodes i'm like the heck do we talk about on that one? Like, maybe we need to be more specific in the title. Well, the video game was obvious. Oh yeah, Th- it was three hours, but there's video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, and bringing it all back around again. If Drew Brees wants to do that, if he wants to promote, you know, bringing a Bible to school, let him. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If Drew Brees came out and saying, let's just change it around. If Drew Brees said, hey, let's bring a Bible to school. And you're up against that. But then Antonio Brown says, like, oh, man, yeah, I should bring guns to school to protect yourself from the cops. Be like, whoa. Like, yeah. that I have an issue with. That can hurt someone. Yeah. You know, because, but Bible's not hurting anybody. Yeah, what's the worst you can do with the Bible? <laughs> I mean, I a bruise. you. <laughs> a bruise, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and Some morality. <laughs> and, and, and people are so afraid and uh, of... Like I said, it's all about being offended or if someone sees something in a different way than you, then they're not right. Like well, one's got the one's got the ability to actually have a positive impact. And every you know, people should all agree that having morality, that kind of stuff is a positive impact. The other one only has the ability to cause, you know, fear and harm. So yeah. Yeah. 
Um, what else you got? Let's see. We're I, gonna, I know you had like 10 different news stories to talk about. I'm going to go to a funny one because it's really quick and just funny. Oh, wait. Did, is this the, the the guy? Well, they all have a guy in it. I mean, I mean the guy on the East Coast? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that one. I was so, going to do that. Um, Florida man. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy, because um, we had a Hurricane Dorian, um, which I think did more damage in the Bahamas than, than yes. Florida. It flooded some places that they said were going to get flooded, and then they talked about how all these people are in danger because they didn't follow the evacuation orders, so... Yeah. Well, he, he goes, um, I don't want my smart car to get blown away. <laughs> I'm all, So he parks it in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he had the ability to... The French doors open up, he just parked it in his kitchen as... Oh my gosh! This should be a Budweiser commercial with the real men of genius thing going on in the background. And and, and there's a, there's an actual picture of his smart car just chilling in his kitchen. I'm like, oh my gosh! Um, I saw that. I was like, that's what I needed to did, see today. Did he throw a blanket over it at night? I don't know. Tucked it in. Gave it a little pillow. Yeah, had had, had a little white noise next to it so it could sleep good. A little CPAP machine hooked to the muffler. It doesn't have a muffler. Oh, are, wait, are those gas smart cars? I don't know. Are they electric? Smart cars? Yeah. I don't they know. You're asking guess. the guy that drives like one of the biggest trucks known to mankind. <laughs> I have the small version of it. So yeah. I've what, got a Hummer. What does one guy say when the smart cars first came out? He goes, man, I don't know why they call them smart cars. They look hella dumb. Yeah, they <laughs> do. <laughs> Things that could, you know, it's a total wreck if it hits a squirrel. Yeah. So well, I saw that. Meme. I was going to say uh, the squirrel walked away with minor injuries or yeah. something like that. And <laughs> the car's totaled. Um <laughs> So let's see. Uh, you really have to be comfortable with yourself to drive that thing. I gotta you, say, do you do it, it? Like it just reminds me of Steve Urkel. Yeah, <laughs> getting out of the little clown car. Oh man! It, it. Your parents have a small car too. What is it? The Leaf Bolt. Bolt. Yeah. It's it's more manly than the smart car. It, not with the color. It's your mom's car though. <laughs> yeah. She's allowed to have that. Well, okay. It's okay. Um, um, Eric's Uh-oh. car. It's gone now. Remember, a car. remember the color of that car? Yeah, the, nin- <laughs> the Ninja Turtle. He goes, <laughs> Eric shows it was, up. It was sea foam green. He's, he's uh. like, you guys see my new car? And we're all like, dude, is that, is, who's, is that your mom's car? <laughs> he's like, that's my car. We're like, dude, the color, it's like. He's going to listen to this too. So <laughs> just so you know, we were all questioning your manhood at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you proved us. You proved us wrong, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know, we weren't going to judge you. We were going to rally for you, actually. <laughs> Um, we all have your back. I, I, but he, he tried to call it the Ninja Turtle just to make it sound a little bit cooler. We all have your back, but we just don't have shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you'll be our Uber. Yeah. It's the only way I'd be seen in that car. Yep, yep. Um, I might turn it away. <laughs> no. We'll wait for the I, next one. Yeah. Some guy shows up in a, in a smart car. You're like, I'll go with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a smarter choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cost, consistency, and quality. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the last thing I wanted to touch on, which is going to segue into our guest. Uh oh. Um, and I know this better be good. I know he has um views on this. Uh oh. But I want to ask our guest, or do you want to ask our guest? I, I don't know what you're asking. Um, oh, you hear this? This is we we actually write our notes on paper. Yeah. Which one? The first one. That. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We have a question um, for you. 
Yes, so I did I, win the Mr. Universe pageant. We we talked about this I a know. little bit yesterday. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel being labeled as a member of a domestic terrorist organization? Oh man, I I feel like I've been elevated to a new level here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I you know something that my parents taught me growing up was uh, consider the source, and uh, you know when I can. Handy's here. It's my cream soda. Yeah, yeah. So loud. When considering the source, I I feel like everybody in that particular area of the country has pretty much, uh, you know, with the with the exception of a you know brave few that still live there, have uh, walked off the pier. You know, they've they've gone and drank in some Kool Aid that, you know, I can't even believe that 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 would come up in a in a government meeting. To label for for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, San Francisco just recently. Uh, labeled the NRA as a domestic terrorist organization. But Antifa's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Antifa's actually headquartered in San Francisco, I hear. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny. It's it's amazing, to say the least. You know, and To go back on one of the other stories, it's fabulous. <laughs> so. I, I think when I first saw that, I think I screenshot it and sent it to you. Uh-huh. I said, "What in the actual f? I put f, everybody. I didn't put the yeah. He said word. he said e f f two f's. I said, "What in the actual f?" <laughs> <laughs> and then Wilson goes, "What?" And I'm like, "Yes, blows my mind." That's what happens when you let the inmates run the asylum. Yep. So. Well, careful with that. People get in trouble for saying that <laughs> line. You know, I, I, my uh, my name and address will be provided in the show notes. So feel free. <laughs> Come on by. It, it might be the it might be the old address. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make sure you leave <laughs> back to your safe spaces. You'll you'll see them before they see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be anywhere near him when that happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's just ridiculous because. NRA isn't out there throwing um, cement milkshakes at people. Oh, they're they're that was, that was another thing. Just real quick, they were throwing milk on NYPD officers mm-hmm. that were. That wasn't Antifa, but that was. Yeah, they were they were throwing uh, milk on um, NYPD officers who were helping uh, keep the crowds away from firefighters battling a fire in New York. Yeah, and these this crowd of people just started throwing milk over the NYPD, and that right there. Is Bill De Blasio's issue? That's oh, his yeah. fault. Yeah, he's created that that environment right there because that did not happen under Giuliani. Did he ever come out and like condemn the or at least say something like we should not be doing this? Like when the water thing happened before? I don't think so. Yeah. So the like the, these people, they're just gonna keep getting more brazen, more brazen. Yeah. Like it, it's it's gonna get to the point where they're throwing milk, but it's got acid in it. Yeah. You know, or urine. No, yeah. Totally. Anything. I, I listened to a uh, I listened to another podcast. I'm sorry. Wait, guys. what? Yeah, I know, right? Oh no, <laughs> totally different topic set than what you guys do. But uh, um, they, do, you know, do you sponsor them? No, I don't. Okay, sponsor then we're good. No, Thank God. Okay. no, at least today. Um, <laughs> we'll see how this goes, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that they talk about in that is um, you know a, a coming potential civil war within the United States, right? And without going too far down that road, um, what his he says, and this is a, a former intelligence guy, and his whole podcast is about intelligence to know what's going on on the ground um, is that we're already at war. There's already a low intensity conflict going on all over this country. Um, you know, so um, just being aware of this kind of stuff and, and really, I don't know, grabbing a hold of it, learning, um, you know, is important for people. But to see what, you know, these people are doing in this without rule of law situation, you see it in a lot of different places too. Not just now, but I mean, take it far, for me in my life, take it as far back as Hurricane Katrina. 
and uh, you know the the lawlessness that happened during that time, or uh, for me, Hurricane Ike, Hurricane Gustav, and uh, people, you know, people. These are first responders being assaulted by people on the side of the road for trying to help. Yeah, you know, um, people just kind of lose their minds, and sometimes it, even even the it wasn't as big as that, but the uh, Orville Dam. Yeah, when that happened. Oh well, yeah, and it was stupid because the media always wants a story, right? Yeah. And they're saying, oh, no, it, the evacuation went great and, yeah. and uh, everything. And um, But they they were saying there's no looting or anything. There was looting. Oh, yeah. There there was plenty of looting. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. when you abandon a town and nobody's there, yeah. it's well, going to happen. I heard Butte County was going out, and there, there was more looting amongst the households than the businesses. And yeah. so they were like people were going into the houses and stealing stuff from the houses. And yeah. they, they got them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was in uh, um, down in Nolens uh, shortly after Katrina as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, Me too. And I was like, man, what did this place look like beforehand? <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful before. It really um, was. Well, I was in the lower ward. Yeah. Where it did most damage because I was down at the uh, Domino Sugar Plant. Yeah. Down there in Araby. And I'm like, it just, you could tell it's just, I mean, it was sad what happened, but like, you know, granted, uh, people always say stuff like, well, would you steal for your family? Yeah. Food, not a flat screen TV. But it, in a good world, in those instances, people would come together and help each other out. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I, w- I would get food and clothes for my family, but like I'm not going to walk out with a, a flat screen TV dragging it through water. Yeah. Why do I need that? But th- those things aren't going to keep me alive. Yeah. It's nonsensical and, behavior for people. It's, you know. And, and opportunities, mm-hmm. and th- there's conspiracies around Katrina too, which we'll probably save that for the conspiracy, conspiracy theory episode. episodes because that's going to be multiple episodes. Yeah, but you know, lawlessness, you know, like what you're saying, um, when when, when stuff hits the fan, people mm-hmm. aren't listening to laws anymore. No, no, no so. no doubt. All right, let's let's take a little break, cool down in the studio, and then we'll get into some questions for our guest. Oh yeah. All right, so we are back, um, and like we said before, we have our guest today, Ryan Owen, um, owner of MSR Arms with us, and, uh, you know, we're just going to grill him a little bit. Just a little. So, boxers or briefs? <laughs> I'm kidding. Boxer briefs. Attaboy. There we go. Yeah. I briefly wear boxers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, tell us a little about MSR Arms. Um, how to get started and... Um, how long it's been around and kind of like, you know, what, um, made you want to do it? So, uh, yeah, short, long story short, I had uh, knee surgery back several years ago and uh, was laid up for a couple of months on my back and, uh, surfing around looking at guns, which I'd always been uh, very interested in and, and dealt with, you know, carried a gun most of my adult life. So, um, surfing around on the internet and, uh, started building a, a new upper receiver for an AR that I had, um, and then that led to, hey, you know, I have a, a business license. I might as well do this wholesale and, and, you know, get all these parts less expensive and came up against uh, a lot of companies out there that uh, had less than stellar customer service, um, to say the least. So that led to me building guns for, you know, other people that were interested at the time. I probably built three or four of them for, you know, upper receivers anyway for friends and, uh, you know just kind of viewing around saying, Hey, I could take this and turn it into something. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of interest at the time and it seemed like a, a cool thing to do. 
Yeah, I do find that like a lot of companies, especially like the brick and mortar stores in our area, if I go there just to look at a gun and I'm, I might ask them, I ask them a question, they look down at me like, if you have any questions, you shouldn't be holding this gun. I'm like, yeah. well, dude, I, I got to start somewhere. Yeah. I wanna, I'm, yeah. I'm wanting to learn. And I noticed like on your page, like you have like a bunch of like information on, um, you know, um, gun safety. Um, and then, you know, you have the special programs with the military and public safety, yeah, which is cool. Um, so you, you briefly, well, go ahead. I was going to say, um, you know, to go along with that, that was another, you know, key reason. Um, so shortly after, you know, starting the business, just kind of getting it up and running in the first few months, a, a partner, a good friend of mine came on as a partner in the business, uh, Travis. And, uh, you know, we decided, decidedly, you know, after having visited some of those shops and having the same experience where people are kind of looking down their nose at you, you know, feeling that a little bit of intimidation, even though I've been in guns my whole life. And, you know, Travis was just learning, you know, hadn't really, you know, grown up the same way. Um, that was what our intention was with MSR Arms. It was going to be a shop based around um, learning and uh, around everybody, you know, uh, anybody's welcome. And uh, we're happy to, you know, impart the knowledge that we have. Not that we're, you know, the source of all knowledge in the universe when it comes to guns, but, uh, you know, we've got a fair amount. But we were there for every man. It wasn't, uh, we weren't going to be tactical, tactical, mm-hmm. or um, we, we you know, weren't going to be invested deeply into, you know, being hunters or precision shooters or that kind of stuff. This is for your, this is a shop for, you know, your average guy that, you know, goes to the range and, and you know, wants to better his, his shooting a little bit and just have fun with his family. Mm-hmm. So, not to, and, Absolutely not to be intimidating in any way right. to any of our customers. We believe that everybody has to, has to start someplace and learn as they go. Yeah, and I've, I've seen that firsthand whenever you get a phone call from somebody calling off the website and everything. I've, I've seen how you dealt with the customers, and just, it's like a complete night and day difference between some gun shops. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there. Well, I wouldn't say we've all been there, but you know, most of us have been there and walked into a gun shop, and like you said, somebody's looking kind of, oh, you shouldn't have that you know, if you don't know everything that there is to know about that thing, so. Or like when I bought my my XD nine, um, the guy was like using all these big words. He's like, "Yeah, man, this right here has a a dual uh, grip safety." And I'm like, "Well," what, what? and I haven't even looked at the gun yet. I'm like, well, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You don't know what a grip safety is, son." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, I just freaking asked you, so apparently not." Then he goes, "This is what it is right here." And he showed me. I'm like, "All right, well, I don't need to be belittled. Yeah. You know, just tell tell me what it what it is. Yeah. You know, talk down to me. Don't talk down to me, and you know, just show me what it is and like." get me to I want to learn it's like it's like anything like in whenever you go buy stuff a TV you know just you know sell me on it be yeah I don't know anything service. about TVs like I, I customer service is lacking in a lot of places yeah. you know and I know like there's a little chat feature on your um web your website yeah. which is msrarms.com we were actually going to message you yeah uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago yeah while you're working and ask you about certain uh, grips, grips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah um and so how long has the company been around i've uh, been about uh what three and a half uh, three and a half years now mm-hmm. uh, we've been uh, you know live and doing this um and it's been uh, an interesting roller coaster ride especially being in california you know being mm-hmm. uh, that we're uh, in a bad corporation but we're pretty much based here in california mm-hmm. uh, our fulfillments and you know a lot of our fulfillments out of texas and, and stuff but uh yeah three and a half uh three and a half fun years and you've been uh, going to the SHOT Show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We go to SHOT Show uh, pretty much every year. That's uh, one of the perks of being in the business is being mm-hmm. able to go and look at all of the 
up and coming parts and, you know, the new ideas that people are having, uh, you know, both around uh, California and around firearms themselves. And just to clarify one thing though, um, with this, we don't sell full complete firearms. We sell parts, accessories, lifestyle products. We'll help you, you know, um, build a gun based on advice. Um, but we don't sell a complete firearm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but shot show is great. Shot show is fantastic. It's, it's honestly one of the biggest spectacles you could even imagine. And know? I've seen videos. Yeah, you walk in and you you know you're gonna see you know people that uh, from all over the world really. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, just, weren't there people from like Russia or something like that? There's that people came? from every country you could you could possibly imagine there, and they're you know doing deals for firearms all through you know firearms parts accessories uniforms you name it. That's all here. Um, and uh, yeah, just to to see that many people enthusiastic about you know the firearms industry in one place. It's they say if you walk the whole show in the past couple of years, you've walked twelve and a half miles. Wow. Yeah. It's always in Vegas, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Vegas is one of the few places that, uh, that can handle it. And it's uh, five days. First day is uh, day at the range where the uh, manufacturers come out and they show all their new wares um, to people. You have to be invited to that. And since we don't sell firearms, we don't generally get to attend that. But uh, the next four days are, are centered around education, educational conferences and, uh, you know, all of the uh, various vendors showing what they've got coming and up for the new year. So I think education is probably one of the bigger areas because I think that's what everyone's misinformed so much now. Yeah. Um, you know, just cause they look scary. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, well, you don't need that. Well, you know, it's the same thing as this, right? It's just, <laughs> it's just slightly, just slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, they call them assault weapons and, uh, you know, weapons of war. And we're talking about the AR systems here and AR means assault rifle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to clarify for those who don't know, AR does not mean assault rifle. <laughs> it stands for Armalite, which was the, uh, the original manufacturer of the, uh, the platform. But, uh, I, to, to my knowledge, an AR has never been used in a, in, in a, a war, a, you know, first world war, um, <laughs> I, I can tell you, you could ask any rifleman in uh, our military and they would gladly turn that gun away. <laughs> who, who was it? It was the oh man. I think he was some Berkeley representative. He's holding the gun. First of all, finger in the trigger. Oh, yeah. And he's all here. We have an AR-15, which is an assault rifle, mm-hmm. which means assault rifle 15 with a um, with a 15 round clip. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with you, sir. Oh, uh, you know who you're talking about? You're talking about Kevin DeLeon. That's who it is. Yeah, Kevin DeLeon yeah, from I think the Feinstein, California. I think Feinstein was right behind him when he was done. I'm like, dude, you're a maroon. Well, here's the hilarious part. There's there's two sides, there's two two pieces to that whole thing. One is what he was holding was a, a federally illegal uh, short-barreled rifle, and he was in possession of it. <laughs> so yeah. technically, <laughs> there you go. You ever want a reason to put Kevin DeLeon in jail? You've got that. Um, you know, but the second thing was he, he had no idea what he was talking about. He had absolutely no clue. You know, he said it could disperse with 30 rounds in under a second. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody can pull a trigger that fast. There's some graphic out there that says an AR-15 can shoot, uh, 1200 rounds per, per minute, which ends up being, I think 20 rounds a second. Yeah. No, you'd overheat the barrel on the yeah. thing and tear it apart and about, you know, even if it could cycle that fast, you can't cycle you a, can't a semi-automatic that, that fast. fast. Yeah. Some of the new designs out there on, uh, you know, um, the binary triggers and things like that. It's two rounds with a, you know, one with the trigger pull, one with the trigger release. And we never got into that kind of stuff. The bump stocks, the, you know, the binary triggers, because we just, you know, while there's a place, I guess, in the market for them, they just don't fit our market. We, we centered around safety and, uh, mm-hmm. and education. So, um, but yeah, you could, you might be able to come, I don't know, somewhere close with that. But again, you're going to blow up the gun before, long before it even meets the minute mark. So, yeah. And speaking on safety, I, I, I read the um, blog you did on the gun safety with kids. And yeah. um, 
all three of us here, we all own guns. And I know like when I first got my gun, I, I told my daughter, I said, hey, this is not a toy. Well, I'm never going to leave it lying around. But if I ever do, sure, what do you do? And so, you know, she told me and so I tested her. I made sure I had everything out and I left it on my bed. And I go, hey, could you go grab my phone for me? She goes, yeah. So she goes in there and she runs back, daddy, daddy, your gun's on the bed. I'm all, awesome. Don't touch it. Don't walk it back. Say, daddy, here's your gun. And so I taught her from the beginning. That's kind of one of the reasons why I got the Springfield XD mm -hmm. was um, for that, um, you know, grip safety. Sure. Because her hand isn't big enough to even fire it if she wanted to. Yeah. Because um, I was all about safety. Um, for those who haven't read the uh, the blog yet, tell us a little bit about, um, like, your your stance on kids with uh, guns and training them and educating them that not to be afraid of them, but to respect them yeah. and gun safety. Absolutely. And I, you know, I touched on this in the blog. I, um, my, I grew up with one sibling, my, my younger brother, who's a, a fantastic guy, former Navy SEAL. Um, and, uh, you know, amazing dad. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I plugged him enough. Um, <laughs> the, we grew up in a house that had firearms in it. Uh, my dad was a, a former captain in the military police during Vietnam. Um, another amazing guy. Um, but, uh, you know, that was in an age when, you know, guns were more accepted, um, less secured. Um, and you know, my dad kept, uh, handguns in his dresser. Uh, we were latchkey kids a lot of times. And so, you know, it, um, we're always told don't touch the guns, don't play with the guns. You don't, you know, you're not supposed to know where they are. You know, and technically we didn't know that they were in the dresser. Right. Right. Um, cause you know, parents are always so good at hiding stuff. Just ask any kid on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So at any rate, long story short, you know, there would be several times where, you know, my parents would be out of town uh, or not out of town, excuse me, at work. Um, and, uh, you know, my brother and I being home from school, we'd be bored and looking for something to do. And, you know, oh, guns were a mystery to us. And that was the thing by telling us, you know, don't touch the guns and, you know, all this. We're boys. We're little boys. Yeah. You know, and that's what little boys did back then. You know. Um, cops and robbers cops and robbers definitely cowboys and indians etc and native americans yeah so you know <laughs> having friends over at the house and you got to impress your friends i guess yeah that too so yeah. oh let me show you this really cool gun my dad has you know and that was a beretta 92f at the time which <laughs> you know <laughs> i carried one when i was a deputy and that's the last time i hope i ever have to touch one <laughs> yeah it's a boat anchor um, anyway, uh, but, uh, you know, my brother and I'd get into my dad's drawer and, and, uh, you know, we'd be playing with a fully loaded Beretta 92F with no idea what all the buttons and switches is. We, we were pretty sure, you know, which end the bullet came out of and pretty mm -hmm. sure what the trigger did based on that, you know, cap guns and dart guns we have. So ultimately what it is, you're making these, you're making these guns a mystery to these kids by not in introducing the, the kid to the firearm. Now I, you know, fast forward 20, you know, plus years and, uh, I have my own son. And decided early on uh, in talking with my wife that we were going to teach my son what a firearm was and when, you know, how to, uh, you know, safely handle it. Um, so three years old, I bought him his first BB gun, <laughs> which my wife didn't know about that. <laughs> didn't go over well. <laughs> so, uh, but long story short, he learned gun safety and gun handling right from the get go. Um, and, you know, four or five, um, you know, growing up, we would take him out and you know, teach him. And you can see one in the picture on that, uh, that post is, uh, you know, him holding, uh, my grandfather's pump action 22, which nice. was the only 22 I had at the point. So again, you know, trying to shorten this down a little bit, um, you know, taking the mystery away from the child has taken the desire to grab a hold of it when no one's looking, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I believe that that's a safer way of doing it. Certainly still, you need to make sure that you're 
guns are, you know, secure and safe, um, you know, and out of the hands. But at the end of the day, you know, I carry a firearm. Um, you know, my wife carries a firearm. We both have concealed weapons permits. Um, you know, I'm a former law enforcement officer, been around guns again the whole time, uh, all, most of my life. And, um, I feel confident and my son has never disappointed me. Uh, he's 11 now and uh, never disappointed me in mm-hmm. his, you know, handling or, um, just, you know, seeing a firearm in the house, he, you know, he'll walk right past it. Like it's not there because to him, it's not a mystery. And, um, I assume you do the same thing with your daughters. My daughters are older. Yeah. Um, the firearms at that point in time, you know, most of that, mostly they weren't totally interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my oldest one, um, I took each one of them out shooting, you know, as we went, uh, as they grew up and, you know, it wasn't their cup of tea, which is fine. And so they, you know, that was mostly, you know, long guns, that kind of stuff. And they, they just didn't, you know, glom onto it. Like you worry with little boys, I think a little bit more. Most often when you hear about a child mm-hmm. picking up a gun and shooting, you know, their buddy, their friend, their sibling, it turns out that it's a, a little boy doing right. it. So there's been a couple of girls that I've heard of, but yeah. Yeah. I know my daughter, she, I'm like, I wanted to take her out, um, with just like a paintball gun or something. Sure. And I think that's where a lot of kids, um, you know, like if, What's funny is like when I we used to play paintball at the time, I would watch how many kids um, would have trigger discipline. Yeah. When they're, you know, walking with their finger outside the trigger, just mm-hmm. just you know like that. I'm like, cool. You see the other kids with it. I'm like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna shoot someone. Yeah. And they always do, and I could tell which ones are taught a certain way. Yeah. I like, thank God it's just a paintball. Yeah. And it, but it scares me at the same time. I mean, even people that I used to work with. Some people would be like, um, like, hey, uh, why is your gun not um, loaded? Then we're talking about, well, you don't even have a round chambered. Sure. So how can you tell them all? You have the same gun as me. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, I could, it has a little thing on the top and yeah. a little button on the back. And well, it's not. Yeah. He's all really. I'm like, yeah. Oh God. I'm like, thank God you're not my partner. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, I mean, it's just stress it too, though. It doesn't mean that you can just take your kid out to the range one time and, you know, uh, ex- yeah, expect that you can leave your clock loaded on the coffee table. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you got to spend time with your kids on top of it. You got to know yeah. your child and, and, you know, read into them a little bit, but that still doesn't excuse leaving a loaded gun sitting out. Uh, and, and some kids, you know, like you said, they're just like, man, it's not my thing. Yeah. Cause you're like, all right, well then I don't need to take you to the range anymore. But if you are interested in it, you know, you're in good hands to be with me. I'll teach you gun safety and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we take them out now. I mean, and, we, and uh, you know, we're all members of Front Sight as well. And so, actually, Zach just got back from uh, a trip down to Front Sight for a gun class. It, it, if nobody's ever heard of that, I've heard of which, that. Okay, what is that? You need to look it up. He can explain <laughs> it a lot better. It's in Nevada, right? Yeah, yeah. Front Sight's just about an hour outside of Las Vegas. It's a um, major firearms training facility. Huge. Yeah, it's. Uh, they've got about fifty ranges out there, I think. Uh, and they're expanding too. They're building a resort on their property now yeah, too, right? They're turning it into basically. I, I don't want to use Disney. Land as an example yeah, because uh, it's bro trip. Yeah, <laughs> no joke. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I, I believe you have to be a member to take any classes out there. Their memberships are not cheap. No. But, uh, well, hey, as a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've got a ropes course out there. They've got several firing ranges. I mean, Zach's class, they did the ropes course, and then they uh, went out on the ranges. They got to shoot twenty twos. They got to shoot uh, Uzis, um, which I thought was really cool. All super, you know, supervised and stuff. So it was, uh, it was good. And he gets, they just respect the firearm when you yeah. teach about them. Do they still have that, uh, what's it called? Battlefield Las Vegas. Oh yeah. You yeah. Shoot the Barrett or the you know, <laughs> you know, oh, tank and yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm like, right I remember flying into McCarran yeah. and I'm sitting there, I'm, I look on the wall. I'm like, is that, 
is she holding real? a machine gun? <laughs> like that. I'm like, what? I'm like, it reminded me like a scene from like Total Recall or something. I was like, it's crazy. Oh, totally. Yeah, walking down the strip, you can get at least you know a couple of guys that are going to come up to you and say, hey, you want to go blow up a minivan or something like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, right. Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's definitely cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, especially with, um, you know, w- they were wanting to lower the age of voting mm-hmm. and then raise the age of holding a carrying a gun. I'm like or buying a gun or, or yeah, buying a gun. I'm like, yeah. OK, I- I'm confused here because if you're voting, do, I mean, it's just like if like was it 18 to be in the military. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't drink. I'm like, if you're in the military, you're serving our country. I think you probably should be wanna- exempt. Probably want a beer occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you should probably Same be able to drink. smoking, too. Yeah. Because smoking's 21 here now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, tobacco is. Any kind of tobacco. Tobacco. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and you know, there's, you know, with all the new laws and, and stuff, yeah, there should be a vetting process, which there is. Yeah. You know, with you when you take in the test. Um, when I bought my gun, I didn't have to take the test because I technically had my card. Sure. Didn't have to, but now I, I would have to, mm-hmm. which is cool, you know, you get yeah, I'll do a background. I have nothing to worry about. Yeah. But then we're getting into this whole thing where we're banning um, huh. ammo from like Walmart. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's your your great value pizzas kill more people a year <laughs> than um, yeah. those bullets do. Yeah. And it just it's a virtue signaling where like we're gonna do this because we want to make a lo- world a better place. I'm like, you, you did nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. They they said they're there for the the hunter now, not the recreational shooter. Yeah. Well, that um, hunter probably also recreational shoots. Yep. And he's gonna take his business elsewhere. Well, I mean, people need to you know, people need to realize that uh, yeah, as California goes, so does the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we've started uh, into these ammo laws, and we've and uh, the you know various restrictions that we've had put on to where an AR-15 now it, it looks like some kind of weird abomination, but. Um, the laws are being passed and they're slowly, you know, eroding your second amendment rights. I don't think anybody's foolish enough just to walk up and say, you know, we're going to repeal the second amendment because they'd have, you know, just civil unrest, like nobody's business. Millions of guns. Yeah. But they're, they're doing, you know, they're going to do it the way they've done it here in California. They're just going to take a little bit at a time away. Um, you know, um, and that is where people need to get in, you know, stand up and say, Hey, enough is enough and start donating to some of these places that, uh, you know, are trying to, maintain our our rights here like the firearms policy coalition um so fpc.org for that or california rifle and pistol association cpo uh, cpoa.org um you know those two the cpoa is the kind of the nra arm here in california they're fighting right now they're fighting for our rights our handgun roster um that you know i'm sure you guys have, have had to deal with here um guns are going off that roster and no new ones are being put on did did, did that micro stamping law go into effect uh, I, you know, I'm not sure about the micro stamping. I know that, that uh, the gun manufacturers have pushed back pretty hard on that. What thing. is the it's, micro stamping law? You, you put a, a stamp on the firing pin so mm-hmm. that when it hits the primer, mm-hmm. it, it puts a unique stamp on the primer, like microscopic, so that they could grab the, the shell and like look at it under a microscope. Forensics, ballistics and stuff? Match yes, a case and they can match a case to an exact gun. Oh, yeah. Which the technology isn't available. So here's the deal. The last I heard on that, the technology is available, but it's it won't um, it won't hold up for any number of rounds. It tends to fall Go apart. Away. Yeah, yeah. With the with the firearm, so you know a lot of people have talked about that. But you know ultimately, until 
we gun owners, you know, donate to these places that are filing these lawsuits. I mean, right now that gun, the handgun roster is, they're trying to get it before the Supreme Court. The, you know, 30 round magazine, the standard capacity magazine for the AR-15, that's, you know, before the court. And, you know, thank, thank, <laughs> thank the Lord that we just had. We almost, Week. <laughs> yeah, we, we almost had it, had it good. We had it good for a few days. Yeah. But, oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Five days of we, you know, no magazine band and, and it was the wild west as far as trying to get, you know, magazines. I remember uh, everywhere seeing, was sold out. Yeah. Yeah. We were placing orders with distributors, you know, ahead of time to hold inventory and, you know, we actually had to take a truck to Reno across the border to get the magazines and bring them back in. Um, so that, but you know, donating to these places that are filing these lawsuits that you know it, the, these things go before the supreme court they're thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to you know to try and um, put out there and so that's the only way that we have the only recourse we have um to fight the erosion of our our freedoms here and i was listening to crowder and he was saying that people are they're gonna do the gun buyback program mm -hmm. and he goes all you people that are for it are ridiculous because you're basically buying your gun Twice, yeah, yeah. You're given the. Where do you think that money's coming from? Yeah, your tax dollars. The so yeah. taxpayers are paying for these guns as it is. Yeah, and I'm like, it, it makes perfect sense. I'm like, why would you do that? Why, why would you? Why would I give you my gun and then basically get money for it? But I basically already paid that money. It's like it's a kind of a wash. Yeah, it's not a wash because they're not going to give you what the gun's worth. No, absolutely. Or or if you have a gun that like uh, my my. My grandpa, he died, and I, I inherited this gun. You have to. There's no price you can put yeah, on that. Yeah, there's no price at all. Well, the real fallacy in the whole thing is they're calling it a buyback program. You never bought it from the government to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a buyback. It's a you know, it's a government purchase that, with your tax dollars, like we're talking about. And nobody is going to know, like, how would I say this? Um, no non-law-abiding non citizen, citizen right. is going to turn in their gun. So at the very end. You have Mad Max at the very end. You have all criminals with weapons, and we have nothing. Basically, what our Second Amendment and, is and for. Studies have proved that. Yeah. Like uh, Australia, mm -hmm. and I forget where else has done it, but the, the, it England. had no effect on the crime. Well, Australia, they were saying it was, um, you do the gun buyback program. And you can then, buy back. Then, then you could buy, get your gun back after you go through these certain steps. I'm like, well, that's kind of <laughs> ridiculous because everyone that would do that is obviously pretty much okay but all you have to do as a government is go no you're not good yeah no, no you're not good no no why um you just red flagged there's something about you that just triggered me no i you know with the ammo with the ammo laws right now i've got a friend of mine who's a law enforcement officer and he went in to go purchase ammo and he was denied um, and it all had to do with, you know, registration of a firearm, uh, you know, where he, I think, I believe it had to do with his address and where he lived. Mm -hmm. He purchased it when he was living at one address and now he lived at a different one, but to deny a law enforcement officer carrying a badge. Yeah. Yeah. Ammo. Yeah. I, I, I never got the whole thing with the 10 day wait period for law enforcement either. Yeah. Well, how about a 10 day? Why, why have a 10 day wait period for people who own firearms already? It, exactly. Yeah. Like the wait period is for a cool down period. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to cool down. Like that person could take the gun that they already have and go do something with yeah. it. What what's gonna stop that? Nothing. Totally, totally. Yeah. And like like I was saying a couple episodes before, what what I hate is when I get other um, especially with um, presidential um, what do you call it, um, debates and stuff, where you get these politicians who are touting all this stuff, that that's their focus, their focal point is this. When you were voted 
to do something in your own state, but you're spending half of your term running for president, you're not actually doing what we voted you, voted in, you for. in for. Yeah. And then you have someone like Biden who's sitting there saying it holds 13 bullets. Well, really? Hmm. Not uh, rounds? Rounds. Yes. I'm like, this is how ridiculous you guys sound. If you don't know what you're talking about, I don't know the verbiage, don't talk about it. But then the people they're talking to don't know the verbiage either. Yeah. These guys are relying on advisors who, who, you know, are giving them bad information overall. And, you know, you get stuff like, oh, well, the Second Amendment was, you know, designed or, you know, designed to allow you to keep a gun to hunt and, and provide for your family. That's no, not true. it was not. No. You know, all of this can boil down to people just did a little bit of research and see and looked at the how the um, founding fathers described the Second Amendment when they weren't, um, you know, in session. You know, you look at the I, I've got a bumper sticker on the back of my car that quotes Thomas Jefferson. It says, you know, the beauty of the Second Amendment is that we won't need it until they try to take it. Yeah. Well, yep. there you go. I mean, that's pretty clear. It's not until, you know, I need it to go kill a deer. It's, you know, it's till the government comes and tries to take it and it's to yeah. keep the government in check. You can't keep the government in check if they start taking your weapons away. You've and, already lost. And these people that are sitting there going, why, why would we need guns to overthrow a, a government like that? It's never happened before. It's happened. Uh, that's what we were founded yeah, on. Yeah, we were founded like, on it. Many, many nations. And, and do they yeah. not remember World War II, what Hitler did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and also, I mean, for you millennials, um, watch the movie Red Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, watch the original. Wolverine. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, basically what they did was they found out who owned guns by going to the gun store and looking at all the licenses, yeah. going to the house and taking the guns. It, it It's, you know, I don't see it happening, but... They're trying to make it happen is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's disheartening that so many people are um, so willing to like give up their freedoms uh, because of, for, I really don't know why really. Cause they're like, we just, I think they want to be hip to the crowd, yeah. either in the in crowd or something because the people that would, um, that are calling for this are the first people that are asking, that are calling the police for help. Yeah, and then they're wanting to disarm police. Well, what are they going to do? Yeah, stop or I'll say stop again, like the Bobbies. Yeah. <laughs> well, well I'll yeah. Throw my club at you, right? Well, I can <laughs> hooker style. Yeah. Well, I'm dating I, myself. Well, like in Oregon, was that um, Shatner? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, like in Oregon, there was they were they were trying to pass a bill where they're saying like you know it's no longer a death penalty, which I don't think they have a death penalty there anyway. But you know, oh well, they, the it's quote probably unquote, like California death penalty was um, where they say. Um, it's not a lot. It's not death penalty if you kill a cop unless it's premeditated. Well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, is it the same way if you kill just anyone? Um, it's, and it's not premeditated. Well, what's funny is all these politicians are so blatantly anti-gun and anti-cop. It's written on their face. Yeah, and people are calling them out on it. And obviously, that's not what the news covers. No. They cover, oh, this is the good stuff he's done. What have they done? Yeah. You know, and it's so clear that, like, especially here in California, that they're trying to take our rights away. They're, um, they hate cops, yet who guards them? Cops. Oh, yeah. And my thing is, okay, cool. So if if our governor wants to pass a law where it's no longer um, against the law for me to, or if I see a cop that needs help, I didn't even know this was a law to begin with that. It's 
I guess you're supposed to help out or something. Um, Posse comitatus, yeah. But, I mean, thing is, is, as a human being, I would help out. Yeah. Obviously, if it's like 30 on one, I, I'm, I'm going to lose that fight. I'm just going to call it in, but hey, th- there's something going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all of his laws he's passing are so... Ag- but even that's still helping out. They're right. Just, they're just eroding law enforcement's ability to even do their job or function mentally when you start doing stuff like that. So when, um, you know, not to get flagged or anything, but if something ever happened to our governor and um, CHP is his, his bodyguards, basically, if, mm-hmm. if you know, they, you know need help or whatever i'm be like sorry dude can't help you mm-hmm. you know because you set that law oh don't think that there's not people out there right now that that would do exactly that i mean the you know whole other segment but you know the the bringing up of our young men and women and you know this day it, they're I taught a lot of them are taught to hate law enforcement and so there there are several people that would turn their back on that i know what just a quick one I, when i was a cop in, in stockton i was involved in a foot pursuit Oof. at I, one point I've heard this story yeah and yeah. this was through one of those apartment complexes it's two buildings you know one on each side with a courtyard at night and i was chasing a, a gentleman through the through the complex and everybody you know was out cheering and you know screaming shoot him shoot him and i stopped the foot pursuit when i realized they were talking to him not me oh i was about to ask you who are they talking to yeah exactly you know they were talking to they were talking to him and so that was about the time when i figured i was pretty outnumbered there <laughs> by myself so it's like the very end of end of watch oh yeah mm-hmm yeah, that's that's um, not one of those people would come to a police officer's aid, and that was a lot of people. I, we we have seen a lot of videos though of some people coming to their aid, and sure. from there all are cheers last week. Yeah, there are cheers last week, and it, it's it's kind of it makes me feel good seeing those people, and I'm I'm just hoping that there's more of them, and that the videos that I'm seeing on our Instagram pages of the pages that we all follow mm-hmm. everything. I'm hoping that is just a, such a select minority. Like I saw that one of that security guard filming a cop asking for help. I'm like, well, what are you, why are you filming? Like your job as a security guard. Like he's asking for help. Do it. Yeah. I'm like, why are you even here? Yeah. Why are you even doing your job? And he's asking for help. And just as a human being, it, naturally, if someone's asking for help, you would help them. Like there's a story. Um, where was this? Uh, Carmichael last night uh, there was an RV in a uh, parking lot somewhere and they heard this lady yelling help help me help me mm-hmm. and like that and they think she was getting raped in this RV in a parking lot and uh, people ran to the aid and the guy was like took off you know took off but they were able to get like the license plate and take pictures of it and they called it animal that's all you have to do mm-hmm. we're not asking you to storm in their life in danger yeah yeah just like like i said i think last time that those people came in and helped that officer that you could tell that it was a fist fight there was no weapons involved except for the officer's gun there's always a weapon involved but there were no weapons involved they came in and helped subdue the guy Mm -hmm. it if there was a gun or a knife involved i don't expect civilians to get involved that that's just more collateral yeah. doesn't need to happen but i mean like you said just getting a license plate or something calling in and saying hey this officer needs help just in case he wasn't able to get to his radio or something you know right sure um i gotta go here pretty soon if you wanted to continue you can okay um but i do want to get to my final thing uh you're qualified expert in combat pistol oh yeah what yeah. is that so um 
pistol, you know, just like uh, in the military, you, you qualify at different levels with uh, different firearms, um, you know, marksmen, experts, um, and, and so forth. Um, I'm, you know, skilled enough to, as a, a pistol operator, to qualify as an expert. Um, just means I achieved a, a you know particular score on a consistent basis with a with a pistol. Uh, it takes practice. You know, a lot of people think uh, you know we get this is a question we get a lot of times. You know, hey, um, what should I do? I've got about two thousand dollars to spend. Uh, you know, what kind of what kind of gun should I get? I never owned an AR before. Um, well, you should probably purchase about maybe a thousand dollar AR and take that other thousand and put it into training. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. it's. It, it, the weapon is, is only one piece. The, the firearm is only one piece of the, of the puzzle there. The rest of it is if you know how to operate it or not. And, uh, you know, if you don't know how to operate it, you need to find somebody, you need to find some training out there someplace, uh, somebody that can, you know, give you the basics and let you build on that. Which brings me to my story oh. with Ryan. Dum, dum, dum. He, he, he's probably not going to remember this. He said he probably won't remember. Um, back in our old job, we had to, um, I forget how often we had to do it, but we had to do what was called recall. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go to an indoor two shoot. times a year, two times. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to be on the, the the line with Ryan next to me. Okay. And and so I'm sitting here, and I positioned myself to the right of. Oh, anybody. I remember this now. I positioned myself to the right of anybody with a revolver because I don't want to get <laughs> the shells ejected to me. So I'm ejecting my shells into Ryan. Uh-huh. At the very and this is like I'm not good shooting with my weak hand. And so I forget the guy's name, the, the, the instructor, but he came up to me and I. Ken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ken. <laughs> the English accent. Ken. Yeah, and he came up to me and he goes, uh, he was teaching me. He goes like, here's what you should do. Do this, do this. I'm like, all right, cool. Because after each round, he'll look at your paper and he'll be like, what the bleep is this? You know? <laughs> and so the very, very end, he's calculating the scores. And uh, he goes, uh, it was a perfect score. You know, you get the next one free or whatever. And he looks at Ryan's uh, target, and all of Ryan's shots are in the black. They're just perfect, except for one. <laughs> it's in the white. That little guy. And then, and then Don't worry about that he, little guy. He looks right at Ryan. And he goes, "What's this?" And he goes, "Tommy shot my target." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What?" I'm like, to throw me under the bus, dude." He just totally threw me under the bus, and I was like, thinking about him. Well, I probably did actually yeah. I probably shot his target because he knows Ryan doesn't miss. And I always remember that because Ryan looked at me, he's just like, kind of looked at, just gave me like this really side-eyed look. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then I actually failed that, that round and I paid extra to do it, retake it. Then I passed it actually almost aced it. I missed one shot the next time around after he taught me how to shoot better. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, I always remember that. I was like jerk. Because <laughs> he's like, there's no way that guy shot the white. <laughs> no possible way. So when I saw that, when I was reading that the other night, when I, before I went to bed, the qualified expert in combat pistol, I'm all, yeah, that's true. He's a pretty good shot. <laughs> pretty good enough shot to throw me out of the bus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He, he could have said he sneezed. <laughs> no. It was that left-handed shot, you know. <laughs> but that was good times, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So take another break. Yeah, let's, let's take a break real quick. All right, we're back. Uh, Tommy had to leave. Oh. He, had, he had earlier commitments yeah. to go to. Uh, we just got a little bit left. Um, we wanted to talk about one thing. Uh, you you sponsor a YouTube channel. 
Yeah, yeah. MSR sponsors a couple of different things. Uh, this podcast for one, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sponsor the Daily Shooter um, for our, on YouTube, um, and then uh, we sponsor an Ultra Four vehicle. Oh yes, yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Seen some videos of that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I got hooked on Ultra Four. Went up and saw it last year about this time at the finals, it's, and it's uh, like fast like 140 miles an hour across the desert and then you <laughs> rock crawl up some stuff. Yeah. For those people who don't know what ultra four is, it's uh, when a trophy truck uh, basically has sex with a rock crawler and yep. then the, the baby is an ultra four vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, about a 900 horsepower four wheel drive. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so uh, just tell a little bit about daily shooter and, uh, what, what, why you decided to help him out a little bit. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's more than that. I mean, we, we've become great friends. Um, but, uh, my partner, Travis and I, when we were just kind of getting started out, um, in the business, I think we've been in business about three months. Um, uh, we were looking for social media influencers to, you know, partner with. Um, and one of the guys I was watching, uh, was the daily shooter on YouTube. And he talked a lot about California, you know, gun laws and that kind of stuff, gear, um, gun knife reviews, things like that and uh, flashlight reviews and stuff. And, uh, so we just kind of said, Hey, let's just, we're sitting there having a meeting and we're like, Hey, let's just call him or, you know, get him, you know, send him an email. And uh, I think it was almost immediately, you know, uh, William, the daily shooter, he emailed us back, you know, we said, we just kind of said, Hey, are you, you know, interested in doing this? He's like, Hey, sure. You know, let's talk. And so we set up a meeting, uh, he and I on the phone and, uh, ended up talking and just, you know, hit it off pretty good, um, as, as friends and, and, uh, it's just blossomed, you know, we've kind of, his channel's grown immensely and our business has grown with him and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great partnership. That's cool. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, like what you, you said, you have a big background in firearms, like you've grown up with them all your life. Yeah. What are, what are some of the different things in your life that have gotten you more into firearms? Like what, what like basically how'd you start out? Oh gosh. Uh, well, <laughs> like from the story from earlier, it kind of started out in my, uh, <laughs> my parents, you know, room with my dad's, uh, you know, uh, Beretta 92 F and yeah. the fascination with that and, you know, cap guns and BB guns and stuff. And, uh, you know, that led to, um, my first gun, I think that I ever owned was a, a SIG P220 that uh, my dad bought me, um, for the police Academy. Um, you know, I had shot some of his guns throughout the years, uh, my grandfather took me out and taught me to shoot a 22 rifle, the one that's in the picture with uh, with my son. Um, but yeah, I, my first gun was my P220 um, that my dad bought me. Um, going to the police academy, and then obviously in law enforcement, you're you know carrying a firearm, surrounded with you know some people that are you know firearms enthusiasts, and you're surprisingly a lot of uh, police officers are not firearms enthusiasts. Yeah. They know the bare minimum to yep. be able to you know know which end the bullet comes out of. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so I just, I clicked with guns, um, got my first, uh, AR 15 as a, as a deputy sheriff, uh, here in California and, uh, you know, just loved it and I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread and canned beer and then started training <laughs> with the SWAT team and that kind of stuff and got exposed to a whole bunch of different, uh, different firearms. And so, um, that's, you know, that's how I became an enthusiast and, uh, you know, ultimately into, uh into what I'm doing now works as a private military contractor with different firearms and, and, uh, yeah. So the, the private military contract stuff, you, you did mostly domestic stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. All of the, all of my time doing that was domestic, uh, working, um, mostly disaster response. Um, so hurricanes and things like that for high end military or I'm sorry, high end, uh, security companies that, 
you know, do things like uh, hotels, major hotel brands and casinos and things like that. So, Because uh, I know there's always somebody who stays behind at one of those disaster things where they're like, I got to protect my own stuff. Oh, do, yeah. you, do you meet anybody like that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of people that do that kind of stuff. And, you know, hey, I totally get it in this world. It's uh, having driven into New Orleans with the town evacuated and, and seeing just me and the law enforcement officers that were there. I mean, it was it was, you know, free for all if anybody was, you know, trying to go house for house. Granted, that's what law enforcement was looking for. But uh, a lot of people do try to stay behind and protect their property and at the expense of their life. Um, and, you know, especially in a hurricane situation or a flood situation, you know, we've seen it um, in my time with uh, Sacramento's drowning accident rescue team, um, you know, as, the, as an operations person there and the president there and that kind of stuff. You'd see people that uh, they sacrifice their life for, for something that, uh, you know, it, it's just a, a piece of property. It's something that can be replaced. The life can't. So yeah, that's that's the the big reason that I looked at Loomis and what happened to me there and everything. And I decided, you know what? It's it's not worth my life to protect something that's. It really doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. It's it's insured. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody somewhere got insurance on that. So yeah. you know, your life is not. Sure, there's life insurance, but you can't. You know, you can't bring it back. Yeah. Well. uh I want to thank you for coming on today. Absolutely, man. It was a good time. Totally my pleasure. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have you on again sometime. Yeah, anytime. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, if we ever need uh, extra commentary <laughs> on anything we talk about, we'll pull you in. Yeah, Especially gun-related stuff and issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to talk to whatever level of expertise I, I have at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you're, you're, you're definitely above all of us uh, yeah. on this show. I, so. I get it. And I don't by any means, you know, I, I am definitely not the, the, you know, firearms ultimate encyclopedia over here, but yeah, yeah, I know a little bit. I know a little bit. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I haven't I haven't checked so far. I know that when we took a break a little bit ago, I checked and we're not at a thousand downloads yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we still have five left. Um, but definitely, probably by the time we release this episode, we'll we'll be over and we'll probably have a, a post on Facebook about how to uh, win one of the hats or some stickers and uh, the knife. Yeah, that we've showed now. And if you want, you guys want to see the knife, we I put it up on the video. So hopefully, tell me you'll be able to get that video out soon. Um, if you can and you like what you heard, go ahead and uh, review us on iTunes or whatever uh, listening device that you have. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. We only got a few su- subscribers there so far. Um, and then also, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to come check it out. We'll cross promote a lot of that on MSR Arms and then our uh, various yeah. MSR Arms uh, social media pages. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to work out a thing to where we can track who. Like we're gonna have to have you guys like tag us and MSR probably in in a post to be able to get entered into the drawing. So yeah, we'll we'll try and figure out the specifics on that. Um, other than that, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, thank you. Yep. <laughs>